All right, well, good morning, New Life Church. I'm going to ask everybody to come on back to their seats. We're going to uh, continue on this morning, and uh, it's good to see everybody being nice and friendly in church. That's always a good thing uh, when you got a nice and friendly church. And so, well, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, January 1, 2017 is upon us. It's here, and we're starting out our new year consecrating ourselves to the Lord. And, uh, and so as we begin this new year, uh, the Lord put it on my heart. He, he has us do this at the beginning of, of the new year, try to get as close to the first Sunday of the new year as possible. I thought today pretty much nailed it. Uh, as it being the first Sunday, literally the first day of the new year, and it happens to be on a Sunday. So uh, welcome this morning. So good to see all of you here. And uh, we aim to, as I said, just to consecrate ourselves to the Lord, and no better time to do that than the beginning of the new year. And, um, and so the great news that we have in, in our faith in Jesus Christ is that our past is forgiven, and we are redeemed, and our hope is in Christ, therefore our future is in Him, and heaven is on the horizon, and, and living this year, being determined to live this year, faithful to the Lord. And uh, to set this up today, uh, I want to read a short uh, passage out of the book of Ezra, uh, Ezra chapter 7. And um, one of the things um, that we like to do on this beginning of, of the year is, is I like to pray for every family, every individual uh, that, that's here today, and uh, there's a special prayer the Lord has given me to pray over over you all today uh, to set this new year up. So we just in, we really just call this this service uh, a, the New Year blessing, the New Year blessing. And so um, let me let me draw your attention to Ezra chapter seven. Just listen uh, to these few verses here. Ezra was was one of the guys responsible for helping Nehemiah to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And to rebuild the city of Jerusalem after they came after they came out of Babylon. In other words, so they were coming out of a period of darkness and in in in, in their life, and they were given a brand new start. In other words, a brand new beginning. And kind of like us today, I know the calendar changes, uh, but sometimes um, uh, just just because the calendar changes doesn't always guarantee a new thing, unless of course we have faith in Christ Jesus, who is so good at making all things new. But in a, in we, so we can't, as, as Corinthians tells us, that we live this life by faith, not by sight. So we don't live by what we see and by how people act and by how people were and how we did things last year or what have you. We need, we're called to live this life by faith. In other words, by faith, there's some things that we don't know. There are some unknowns. There are some steps we're going to take that we don't know about yet. Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. You look back last year and you see how God navigated uh, your life and our life, and, and we're here to where we are today. And um, and so the great news about that is is we set ourselves up to live by faith in this brand new year, and uh, to aim to be well pleasing to the Lord and what He has for us. And so Ezra chapter seven. Just listen to these these verses. I, I'm not going to preach a message today. I'm just merely setting us up for, for uh, a time to, um, to pray and to seek the Lord. It says, many years later, there was this man named Ezra. 
Ezra was a scribe who was well versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given to the people of Israel. And he came up to Jerusalem from Babylon. He came up from Babylon, coming out into something new. And the king gave him everything he asked for because, because of this right here, because the gracious hand of the Lord, his God, was on him. The gracious hand of the Lord, his God, was on him. And so here's what sets this whole story up, and here's what set this new beginning up for them, and what can set our new year up for us in Christ, is as Ezra, he aimed to live his life to be in agreement with what God wanted to do. Ezra aimed his life to be in agreement with what God wanted to do in his life. In other words, God, whatever you've got planned, whatever you have on the, on the agenda, whatever you have set in your, in your planning book for this year, your calendar book for my life this year, God, I just want what you want. And so that's the, that's the type of direction that Ezra as a leader was leading and hopes to lead the people of Israel in as well in this new beginning uh, that they had. And so as a result, we see that it says that God's gracious hand was upon him. So when you and I aim to live our life in agreement, even though we might not know it all, we don't understand it all, can't conceive it or perceive everything that God would have in store for our life this year, but if we just live in agreement, in other words, we get our heart to be in line with God and whatever God wants to do in us and with us and for us, that what it does, it brings God's gracious hand to be upon our life. And let me just tell you this. You don't want to live a day, and you certainly don't want to live a year, without knowing if God's gracious hand is on your life. Because at this book of Ezra and this story begins, and throughout Nehemiah, it, it showcases the different facets of what God's hand did in their life. And you and I can take a note from that, a lesson of, of, from that story of what God's gracious hand did. Can do upon our life today. And here, here, here are a few things uh, that I'll bring, that I just want to highlight quickly. God's hand on our life, it's, it's in the book of Ezra. God's hand on our life brings this. One, it brings favor. It brings favor, a divine influence that no person can stop. Now that is something I want to walk in this year. I want to have on my life. How about you? That I want God's favor on my life, no that it's divine influence, meaning it's God's finger on me, that no human power and no devil in hell can stop from God's thing happening in my life. Favor. God's hand brings favor. Again, we're talking about being in agreement with what God wants to do. Even though we don't understand it all or know it all or what he will want from us because there are sacrifices involved, but we set our heart on this beginning of this new year for what this new year holds God you hold it and you've got things you want to do and I want to be in agreement with it I just want my life to go in that direction and it his hand will be on our life and it'll bring favor another thing it brings is this it brings completion God's hand on our life brings completion 
it brings God's plan to be at, in motion, at work in our life so that whatever God wants to do this year, He will complete it. I don't want, I don't want there to be any unfinished business in my life this year. I want whatever God wants to put in motion and has for me that I want to walk through it and I want to know that I can walk through it with faith, with integrity, with faithfulness, with, with just uh, an assurance in my heart that I'm serving the Lord with everything within me. And even though I'll make mistakes this year, even though I know I'm going to come up short in different areas with different people and different situations, uh, that I, I just want to know that because my heart is set on what God has, that according to Scripture, that he, His plan will be completed in my life. Amen? Who wants that for your life? In other words, you'll get where God wants you to be, you'll be who God wants you to be, and you'll do what God wants you to do. It's God's plan of completion. When His hand is on your life, He'll see to it that He finishes what He started. And I feel like by the Spirit today, there's some of you in here who feel like you're undone. You feel like you're not finished. You feel incomplete to a degree. You feel broken, and, and you're very aware of that. And, you, and, and to a degree, you've used that to magnify some things in your mind as to why you don't wholeheartedly go after what God has. And the enemy wants to keep you there. The devil wants to keep you there. He wants to keep you lingering in your brokenness. He wants to keep you lingering in your incompleteness. But God wants to bring a wholeness to you. God wants to bring a healing to your heart. God wants to bring a, a, a healing to your life. And he wants you to know that in him, he will complete what he started. That God it, it does not stop halfway through the process. He's all, you look through the Bible, it's a complete from A to Z. He's actually, he says, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So there's a beginning and an end with God. In other words, he completes what he starts. Amen? Here's another thing God's hand brings in our life. When we live our life to be in agreement with God, it brings this. It brings encouragement. It brings encouragement. And really what that word encouragement means down deep is strength and courage for life's journey. Strength to do it and courage to do it. Because sometimes we, we're weak. We get that. We're weak. We, we realize I don't have the strength that I need. And I don't have the courage to stand up and actually follow through with what God is requiring me to do. And friends, I want to tell you this, church, I want to let you know today that, that every single one of us need encouragement. Not just in, it, just in the very simple part of encouragement, hey, you can do this, hey, there's hope for you, hey, there's always a, a greater thing that God has, but also you need the, the deeper thing of encouragement, and that is strength. Strength to follow through. Courage to follow through. Strength to rise up. Courage to step forward and do the hard things that we don't like to do sometimes. Humbling ourselves before one another. Forgiving other people. Forgiving ourselves, Putting the past behind us and letting the blood of Christ, the blood of the Lamb, cover it and, 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 and be done with it. But it takes encouragement, it takes strength, and it takes courage to do some of the hard things that God calls us to do. It's not hard because God likes to see us suffer. It's hard because our flesh doesn't like to submit to the Spirit of God. In fact, Scripture tells us in, New, in the New Testament that our flesh and God's Spirit are enemies. That's why we don't always do what we want to do. Paul says, I have this war within me. Sometimes I find myself not doing what, what my Spirit has wanted me to do because my flesh dominates. And let me tell you, that happens to every single one. 
That happens to the best of the best out there. It happens to the best of the best. So don't walk this year. Don't enter this year with condemnation. Don't live, don't enter this year with condemnation on your life. The Bible says in Romans 8, 1, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Let him give you the courage and the strength to rise up from your ashes and to move forward into the glorious things that he has planned for you. Amen? Here's another thing, number four. I'm just going through five things. Number four is this. When we live in agreement with God, what he wants to do is hand it comes upon us and he brings help. He brings help. God promised us. Jesus said this in, in John chapter 14, 15, 16. He said, I'm going to the Father, but my Father is going to send you the helper, the advocate, the paraclete in the Greek word, which means to help. And that is the Holy Spirit. God did not leave us by ourselves. When Jesus left this world, in his flesh and blood and went and left and ascended to heaven and he's going to come back again but he didn't leave us empty he didn't leave us alone in fact he said i don't leave you as orphans but i'm my father if i don't go my the father can't send you the help that you really need and that is the holy spirit the gift of the holy spirit and that's what god's hand upon our life will bring he'll guarantee help and at the right time you get the right help from the right God. Amen? Because there's going to be moments in your life this year, all of us, we're going to be faced with some decisions, going to be faced with burdens, going to be faced with challenges. But we're also going to be faced with good things, celebratory things, victory things. And, and, and it, how, how we handle those moments of, of triumph and victory and celebration says a lot about how we will handle when we go through the challenging times. Because if we don't appreciate and acknowledge that God's hands on us in the good, then we'll be vacant in the difficult. And that's where we need him the most. And he sends the help that we need. And the last one is this, five. Living in agreement with God, aiming to live my life in, in, in agreement with what God wants to do. His hand comes upon my life and his hand brings care. His hand brings care to me. God's protection, God's safety, God's salvation, God's care, God's care on our life. And so when we live the, we aim to live our life in agreement with what God wants to do, then it welcomes God's hand on us. And when his hand is on us, these different things are available to us. But we have to want it. And we have to humble ourselves before him in order to welcome that in. Amen? It just, it exists. It's there. God's like, I want to do this. I want my hand on your life because I know what's best for you. And I know what direction you need to go. And I know what you need and all these different things that his hand brings. He says, but if you, I, my hand can't come on you unless you welcome me. Unless you humble yourself. Unless you invite me to be there. I'm not talking about salvation, salvation in Christ there, but there's an element of where you, where you look to God to be. Ezra said, the Lord is God. It was personal. There is a personal relationship that God wants to have with each and every one of us. A very personal relationship. Not one that is just lived corporately as, the, as we come together on Sundays, but one that you can have every day 
of the week, every month of this year, there's a personal relationship that God wants to have. He wants to make it personal. He wants His hand to be on your life. Amen? So, with that in mind, here's what I like to do. This, is, this part is a little bit a little more different, perhaps, than uh, what we're used to in our church. But I want to lead us through, it's a little more liturgical. And that just means there's a little more back and forth between me and you and you and me today. And um, uh, over these next, just the next few minutes, and then I'm going to invite you to come forward. And we'll give instructions for that uh, so that we can lay hands on you and can pray a blessing over your life this year. Um, but here's, here's where we're going we're gonna to start with. First, if we're going to get to I want God's hand, then we have to do some acknowledging things first. There's some things you and I have to do, and that is we must have some confessions of our heart. Now, the, here's the thing about us. There's, there's, uh, there, I'm not asking anybody to blurt anything out, okay? Because you probably don't want certain people to know some of the stuff you got going on in your heart. But here's the reality. God already knows. But God can't get his hand on you until he has your heart. And he gets our heart when we're willing to confess. And so what I mean by that is this, is acknowledge this. In 2016, I fell short. I fell short in different ways. The Bible says in Romans 3.23 that Paul says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So take this to heart. You are not the only one who fell short. You, individually. You are not the only one who fell short. This entire room, everyone in it, has fallen short in 2016. If you feel like you have not fallen short of the glory of God in 2016, then please come up here, take me out of my seat, and take my spot. And me sitting in this seat does not mean I haven't fallen short. It's just an acknowledgement that, hey, we have fallen short. And so we acknowledge our faults, we acknowledge our weaknesses, we acknowledge our shortcomings. And we're going to take a moment as we confess our, what, what Paul says falls short is simply this, I have sinned. I have sinned against God's word. I have sinned against God. The things where I hopefully have asked for forgiveness from, or maybe I haven't. Maybe I just have been determined that, you know, I've not quite gotten God's help in that area of my life, and I need it. That we confess our sin, and then here's the thing. We acknowledge, I need a Savior. I'm not talking about salvation alone. I'm talking about in our relationship with God, the forgiveness that He offers is daily. It's frequent. It's as often as we need it, but we have to take time to confess it. So I'm going to take a moment. Let's take a moment of silence. One minute, and it's probably going to seem like the longest minute in your life because it's going to be quiet, and you're going to be wondering, is everybody looking at me? But nobody's going to be looking at you because I'm going to ask everybody to close our eyes, to bow our head, to humble our heart. Again, I know this is different for us as our kind of church, but it's intentional. We have to be intentional. So let's take a moment to be intentional and just kind of to yourself. I'm not necessarily for everybody to hear, just to yourself. Let's take one minute and let's reflect, examine our heart. And we know where the prod of the Holy Spirit is poking. <laughs> let's acknowledge that's a shortcoming. And then we 
confess our fault before the Lord. Just you, your heart, to the Lord. Let's take one minute. Amen. I'm going to ask you, we're going to pray a prayer together. It's a prayer out of Psalms 51. It's two verses, verse 10 and 12. It's a prayer that David prayed when he confessed his sin, confessed his shortcomings before God, and he followed it up with this prayer of repentance. We confess, we repent. And I know uh, this might be different for you. That's kind of how we do things in our church services sometimes. We're not turning into a, any other kind of denomination. It's just one of those things the Holy Spirit is moving on for us today. Psalm 51, verse 12, 10 and 12. I'm going to read it, and then we're, I'm going to ask you to pray it with me. David says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing Make me willing, make me willing to obey you. That is a prayer of repentance. I've erred, I've come short. Create in me a clean heart. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, God. And make me willing to obey you. So I'm going to say it out, and you just, you just repeat this prayer. You can bow your head and close your eyes if you want. You can just look at me, whatever you want to do, as long as you mean it from your heart. Say this, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. In Jesus' name, amen. We confess, we repent, and then there's this promise that God gives, and that is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Listen to this verse, Hebrews 4.16. tells us, come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain, receive mercy, and find grace to help in time of need. That is a promise of God's word on how God operates any given time this year, at any point in any day, 
you feel convicted by the Holy Spirit to confess and repent any shortcoming to the Lord. He says you can come boldly. You and I can come boldly to the throne of grace. And we can receive his mercy that will help us in our time of need. Amen. I've got this final prayer of forgiveness. And then I'm going to pray. Then we're going to pray over, over you. I want you to pray this with me today. This is a little bit longer than the scripture we just, we just prayed. But let's bow our heads on this. You can pray this with me. Father God, forgive me deep in my heart. I forgive those who have wronged me. As I have wronged you, I ask you to forgive me. Wash me and I will be clean. Clean me and I will be free. Free me and I will be forever yours. I am your child. You are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. And again, I know that was, a, again, a liturgical process for us as a church to do. But what I just did is I just led you in a way on how God wants to facilitate a relationship in our life. Because anytime there is a shortcoming in us, in God, it brings separation. And God does not want us to be separated from Him. And anytime there is a, there is a, a measure of shortcoming between us and one another, whether it be husband and wife, whether it be friend, brother and sister in Christ, it brings separation. And God does not want his people to be separated. He wants us to have love with one another, for one another, and to be together in harmony and peace with one another. That this, what I just did is really simple, is, is really a practice of our faith as Christians. Is That's what you and I are called to do. We're called to acknowledge our sin, confess it. We're called to repent from it. And in our repentance, we acknowledge we need God's help. And when we do that, we ask God to forgive us. And here's the thing. He tells us he is faithful and just to forgive us. And that as you and I live that practice, live that discipline, live the, the, the spiritual discipline of practicing that, what that does, it brings us into greater awareness of God in our life and God's hand upon us. And so today, as we lay, as, as, as pastors, as we lay our hands on you and your families, and we pray for you that I believe it is, it is God's hand coming upon your life to bring you favor, to bring completion of God's plan in your life this year, to bring encouragement that you need, to bring the help you need, and to bring the care that you need in your life that only God and God alone can bring. So... I'm going to ask, here's how we're going to do it. We, um, our musician's going to come back, whomever that is designated up first. They're just going to play behind us. And Pastor Prentice, Pastor Lindsay's going to join, join me here. And we're just going to go um, uh, kind of row by row. The ushers are going to help show you um, who's going to be next in line and all that stuff. So what I would like for you to do is not to get lost and just kind of thinking like what's what's on the agenda today what 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 about work this week what about family this week just like you would if I were preaching take 
a moment in your life today and let's start this year off with being disciplined at being determined to stay focused. And so I'm not gonna, we're not going to be real long with each family. I'm going to pray a prayer over each household. The, the, these things that God's hand brings favor and, and so on and so forth. going to pray these things on your life. And then you can return to your seat. And then uh, as everyone is prayed for, then we'll have a final uh, blessing over, uh, over you and as a church body today uh, before we 